You're listening to Tai Chi Chinese. My name is Victor Wu. Every episode, I explain the Chinese behind the Tai Chi term. Today, I talk about the term Qi Gong or Hei Gong in Cantonese. In general, Qi Gong refers to breathing and meditation exercises found in many different Chinese contexts. There are many different systems of Qi Gong, some dating to beyond 1000 BCE. Some are more mystical and religious, others more about health and well-being. And of course, these concepts merge and blend in an ancient culture such as the Chinese. Systems of qigong were also introduced into many martial arts curricula. Some focused on developing truly strength and power for immediate combat purposes, whereas in others like tai chi, qigong is more about holistic and concerned about energy cultivation and integrating with the philosophy of the martial art itself. In modern times, qigong is starting to become increasingly secular to cater to the market, focusing on health benefits and less on mysticism and metaphysics. It is a core part of the Tai Chi curriculum, but now systems of qigong increasingly stand on their own as an independent practice in the West, such as like yoga or meditation. Qi literally means gas or air, as in the physical air around us. It can take on a more abstract meaning, referring to energy or life energy, and so that's when you might have heard of the term used in more mystical or metaphysical contexts, such as the flowing of qi energy in a person's body. Kong qi means the air around us or atmosphere. Where kong just means blank space or emptiness, tian qi means weather. Where tian means the sky or heaven, so weather in Chinese literally means the air in the sky. Qi hao is a more broader term referring to climate or atmosphere. Qi xiang is even broader and can mean meteorology in general. Xiang can mean elephant. Yep, Chinese can be strange like that, but it also means appearance or image. So meteorology in Chinese is qi xiang or the appearance of the air around us. Qi zhi literally means air quality. But it usually applies to a person and refers to their temperament or disposition. Typically, it's used in a positive sense. If you feel someone oozing strong moral character and culture, you might describe them as having a lot of qi zhi, literally giving off a lot of high quality energy. Ba qi literally means aggression or aggressiveness. Ba means tyranny or domineering. So if you say a person has a lot of ba qi, it means that they are oozing aggressive energy. Qi guan means windpipe, as in the biological part in your throat. But it can also mean gas pipe in general, since guan just means pipe or a tube. So a straw is a si guan, where si means suck or inhale. So putting si and qi together, you get si qi, which means suck air, which yep means breathing. Li qi means strength. Li means power and can refer to your bench pressing ability. But it also means force generally and is used as a physics term, ala Newton. So as before, the qi in this context of li qi refers more to energy as opposed to air. A similar term is yuan qi, which also means strength or energy. Yuan has many meanings, including being equivalent to the RMB in many scenarios, the modern currency unit in China. In our context, yuan means first principle, leading, or fundamental. So yuan qi has the connotation of a person's internal fundamental core energy, and is a term often used in Chinese medicine or martial arts. Li qi, by contrast, usually refers to a more external brute force strength. Gong can refer to two different Chinese characters, but with the same pronunciation, and they even have similar meanings. One means work; the other, gong, which is the one in qi gong, means accomplishment or skill. Gong neng and gong yong are very similar. They both mean function. Neng means ability or capability, and so for example, gong neng is usually the Chinese term used to translate feature. For example, as in the photo, photo capture feature in your social media phone app. Yong means utilize, so gong yong is usually used to describe functionality or utility in a broader sense. Gong xiao means effectiveness, so it's a degree measure rather than describing a specific function. 
Gong Lao means contribution or credit. Lao means work or toil. So Gong Lao means both your contributing hard work and the consequent reward that acknowledges that hard work. This is one of those really interesting and elegant Chinese terms that captures multiple different but related areas, and from the context, you would know in which sense of the term it is being used for. Gong Fu can mean skill or hard work. You can say, for example, that any type of trade or craft requires a lot of gong fu to master, like carpentry or blacksmithing. Fu literally means man or guy, probably reflecting the male-dominated culture of ancient China and pretty much all human historical civilizations. Gong fu, as a term, also means martial art, similar to how tran means fist, but also means martial art in general too. So you can say taiji tran or taiji gong fu to refer to the martial art that is the topic of this podcast. Although the first one is more common, since usually gong fu is used in the general martial arts sense and not a specific style. Chinese transliteration, or more specifically romanization, the process whereby the Latin alphabet is used to write Chinese characters, has gone through a very confusing history, which is way beyond the scope of what we can talk about in this podcast. Just know that when people say kung fu in English, it comes from gong fu here, and the term kung fu is a product of an earlier and outdated romanization system. However, since kung fu as a term was introduced into modern English early on, it's not going away. Kung Fu Panda doesn't sound like a great movie, but Kung Fu Panda sells movie seats. Unfortunately, this is exactly the case with the term Tai Chi as well. As you know by now, the correct pronunciation is Tai Chi, but since the martial art was introduced and popularized in the West a good number of years ago, the older romanization system rendered it as Tai Chi, and that's unlikely to change. The worst part is that Qi Gong is just starting to become popular in recent years in the West, and so English speakers have adopted the spelling and pronunciation from the modern romanization system. This results in some people thinking that the Qi in Tai Chi is the same Chinese character as the Qi in Qi Gong. This is entirely false, and add in the fact that Tai Chi is itself a separate philosophical concept that predates the origins of the martial art by thousands of years, and you have a recipe for a confusing disaster. Just go back to listen to the first episode for more details. As a tidbit, this change in romanization systems is also why the capital city of China, Beijing, used to be known as Peking. When it comes to political entities, governments can move mountains to change language, but restaurants still serve Peking duck, illustrating how language has a lot of inertia in general society. So qigong, if you break it down, is energy, work, or skill. It's the practice of cultivating your internal energy through the hard work of breathing and meditation exercises. Thank you for listening to Tai Chi Chinese. Please leave a rating in the Apple Podcasts app to help help others discover the show. Do send me feedback by visiting the link at the bottom of the show notes. See you next time.